From Chicago, Illinois, this is Think Differently. Welcome to Think Differently, a show that explores people who are challenging the status quo and how they do their work and choose to live their life. From doctors and designers to entrepreneurs and artists, hear the stories, learn the insights, and see what it takes to think differently. Welcome back to the Think Differently Podcast. This is your host, Mark Hands. This episode is super special. We get a chance to talk with Roy Tuscany. Roy is the founder of the High Fives Foundation based out in Truckee, California. They are a nationwide nonprofit who are there to prevent life-threatening injuries and give hope and support in the event that they do occur. Roy started this foundation after a spinal cord injury stemming from a ski accident back in 2006, and since then, he has been dead set on building an inclusive community for those that have suffered injuries through action sports. Take a listen and just sit back, relax, and enjoy an amazing talk with Roy Tuscany. Roy, thank you so much for making the time. I know we've been talking for a few minutes, but it's nice to see you again. Yeah, my man. Good to see you too. Uh, my backdrop is not as uh, eccentric as yours is, but uh, this is the 2019 color of the year behind me. I would expect nothing, nothing other than the best of the best, man. Um, so, so thanks for making the time, and also, in all honesty, to thanks to you, Elena Gunner, for making the time when you were in Chicago. You had like a 15 minute window, and I was like, "You're in my city. I'm gonna see you," and I like just hounded you to make that time. So, thanks for making that time. Oh man, thank you for that cup of coffee. I owe you one for our next uh, meeting. The next coffee's on me. So, no, that was that was so cool to finally uh, get to meet you in person after years of communication of text, phone, Instagram, direct message, email, all different platforms and never actually meeting each other in person till then. So uh, what a blessing that was. Uh, super awesome, man. So so I want to talk about obviously High Fives. I know right now for, for folks that are just tuning into this, you are the CEO of the High Fives Foundation. Tell folks that don't know, like what is High Fives? Where did it come from? How did it come to be? So High Fives focuses on preventing life-changing injuries and providing resources and hope if they happen. The biggest thing for High Fives is that we are the safety net for the outdoor sports community. And it's a 501c3 national uh, nonprofit organization that is based in Truckee, California. And the concept for the foundation was really to pay it forward for myself. I got a serious um, spinal cord injury from a ski accident back in 2006. I went 130 feet. The jump was 100 feet long. I came down from 30 feet in the air and the resultant impact into the snow burst fractured my T12 vertebrae. That that moment really defied the next course of, of life for me. And for me, you know, it was because these communities helped me. They, they provided financial assistance through um, a recovery fund that was set up. And to me that said, okay, I can never say thank you enough. I have to pay it forward for what everybody did. Why not create a nonprofit organization that did what others did for me and do it in a way that will serve a larger community, giving them the financial assistance and also the community assistance to get through the recovery process. We've now served 300 individuals and veterans with life-changing injuries through the recovery process. We've returned uh, annually over 200 individuals and veterans to sports after a life-changing injury, and we've educated over 500,000 people uh, with our safety education platform. So Foundation's been around for 11 years, and we've uh, slowly been expanding on a facility that we've had. 
And finally, we've created the space that encompasses and encapsulates all the things of the organization. And when we first started the foundation back in 09, it was a single little office. And now we've expanded to this well over 4,000 square foot uh, facility that has its own healing center. It has its own healing treatment rooms. It has our offices. It has our storage. And it also has our meeting spaces. So it really allows us as an organization to be fully functional in one space and to be as operationally successful by giving each area its own identity, but also giving each area its own space so they can operate as smoothly as possible. It's been a blessing. For for years, we had employees on in work, oh, just, I can't even tell you, like just crammed. And, and oh, now that, it feels good. You can breathe, you can think, you can speak. It, it's really cool. <laughs> we see about 4,000 visits a year uh, in this space um, that's called the Sierra Johnson Healing Center in Truckee, California. So what we do is we cast this net of safety yeah. over the outdoor sports community. And uh, for me, it's, it's, it's rewarding. But at the end of the day, it's truly the idea of paying it forward for what others did for me in a time of need when I had no clue. And not to ever have to worry about that financial burden really allowed me to establish a really great recovery plan for myself that's been able to then replicated and helping more than 300 people to date. What were you doing before this? I was a ski coach. <laughs> I went skiing every day. It was pretty yeah. rad. And I coached these young Vermont, was this Was this out in California? Yeah, I had graduated from the University of Vermont in 04, moved out west, and then got hurt in 2006. And so for two years, I was the assistant coach for the free ride program at the Sugar Bowl Academy, um, working underneath one of my childhood heroes, Eric Delorier, and then coaching um, a group of uh, 50 to 60 kids um, in big mountain terrain park, slope style, half pipe, um, and teaching them the progressive way that skiing was, you know, progressing at that time. And um, yeah, I just went skiing every day. And then actually, I was building a house for a guy too. So I, I would ski from like, you know, like seven until like one and then grab some tacos and then go pound nails from like two to six. Like it was a pretty, it was a pretty chill lifestyle. <laughs> Man. And then, and then from like kind of that moment of, of injury. Right. Um, and then what is that? So that's 2006, did you say? Mm-hmm, 2006. So uh, 14 t- spent, years later. Yeah. I spent, you know, I spent two hard years of recovery and rehabbing. Um, and then, you know, I got, my goal always was to, to always get back to snow in some way, uh, to ski. And so after two years, I I got back to snow and then after two years that it was just like, okay, I got to pay it forward. All these people have wanted to know what I've been up to and where I'm going. And I was just like, okay, like I'm going to pay it forward and create what they did for me for others. And just launched this idea. And like I said, man, I've been told no more than anybody probably in this world. And I have also been told yes from almost every person who's ever told me no. It just, it sometimes takes a different, um, you know, deliverable. It takes maybe a different approach. It takes different time. There's so many factors that, you know, don't take a no as like the end result. Take it as, okay, maybe this just isn't the right time. And I think that's really been a big learning lesson for me, not just for my own recovery, you know, like so many people told me no, as I was recovering and relearning how to walk, it was always just like, okay, well, it's just not the time for this to be a yes. And I think that's a big thing is like, when is the time right for the yes to happen? How how do you even, to me, I mean, maybe I'm just so impatient, but like, 
that's such a it's such a long game view that you have, right? And so part of that I think is probably just mindset. I'm just curious, like, have you always been able to see like that progression? I know, like we said, you're an engineer by trade, but like a lot of people don't have the ability to understand that. Have you always thought that way? Was this something that changed, you know, kind of like as you as you got older? Um, in high school, I ran cross country and I had this coach. His name was John Kerrigan. He is the most decorated um, running coach in the history of the Vermont. He's got like 38 state titles between cross country and track field. Like wow. he's like one of the, like when Disney, when he retires, like Disney, like here you go, Disney, <laughs> if you're watching. And I know you guys have a lot of things going on since your CEO just left and you tanked yeah. the stock that I own a bunch of. Position, man, that's for you. You go in there, you take this place over. I know, God, Disney, here I come. Let's make a movie about John Kerrigan. So <laughs> this guy, John Kerrigan, um, his running teams are called Kerrigan's Army. And he, uh, there's just something about him. He's not going to win, like, so. he's definitely not going to win, like, the uh, the PC award from anybody and talking politically correct. Yeah. He's going to, he's definitely going to win, like, the most awkward motivator there is. He just, you just have. I don't know what it is. You like, you just have to do well for him to be impressed and not doing well is not winning. It's like, if he sets out to ask you to go run 10 miles and you run 10 miles and you finish, that's impressing him. You know, it was like always things like that. And it was never about like how fast you did. It was just how much you could grit. And I think that was something that he taught a lot of us is grit and grit is something that actually can be taught and can be like developed yeah. inside of you. And, you know, years and years of running long distances in the cold fall of Vermont really teaches you how to be gritty. Let me tell you the best John Kerrigan story. So the school had me back for this. I had just gotten inducted into our high school hall of fame. Um, every year they induct five people. I got inducted and I'm at the school presentation. And um, I don't know if you've heard of the, she's a folk singer slash like rock. She, she's amazing. Gracie Potter is her name. Uh, amazing musician. Um, and so John Kerrigan gets up and he's like, you know, there's three amazing people that you should know from Harwood. Roy Tuscany. Oh, wait, hold on. Gracie Potter. <laughs> then Roy Tuscany. <laughs> In front of the whole school discredited me, the whole thing. I'll tell you what, it, it's just like that is Kerrigan to the most perfect <laughs> T. Is like. I talk to him as like such an iconic member of my life. And in that moment, really <laughs> say, like Roy Toscany is the most important person. He made sure to like chop it down real quick. <laughs> Gracie Potter, Roy Toscany. <laughs> I now know exactly who that guy is. Do you feel like a Kerrigan now to other people? Ooh, I don't know. I really feel that I've created a community. I know John's approach is more individual based through a coach mentor type platform. I think I've taken some of that, but I really think that I've done a bit more by creating a community. It doesn't have to be me. I think that it can be anybody that is involved with the foundation can provide that same uh, spark um, mm -hmm. that I can. Um, you know, obviously everybody has their own, but I think it's really, as I said, of like being that true, you know, iconic person at the top. Um, I really believe that I've created a community, um, that allows to empower more, um, where it's like each shell is a, is a different part of that community that has been empowered. And maybe my shell is the one in the middle, but I think yeah. that it's like done the ripple where it's like the rock has hit. And each ripple has come off and it's it's formed more and more people that can uh, provide that type of, you know, mentor-mentee approach. 
Yeah. So, so this is interesting because I wanted to talk to you about community because one thing I've observed just like in our media sharing, et cetera, is that like high fives really does create a community and you have this community too. You know, a lot of people, part of that is community, but to me, community is what those people are doing together. Is there a shared goals? There are shared interests? Is there a shared, you know, kind of mantra of sorts? So can you talk to me like, um, maybe put it this way. Do you, do you know what Voltron was? Do you remember the old TV, the kids' commercial? You know Voltron, remember? It was like all the robots and they came together. Yellow, yellow blue, black, white, like yeah, red. Yeah. The dude in the middle was like. Oh, it's a yeah. Transformer. This is a Transformer, so it's not yeah, Voltron. Yeah, that's a Transformer. Oh. Yeah, that's all right. Voltron. So but... If High Fives was Voltron, what would the five pieces be, right? Is it is it healing? Is it mentorship? Is it like who? What are those five big buckets of your Voltron? Yeah, you know, we'd call it Ohana. We'd we'd real name uh, Voltron Ohana, Hawaiian for Hawaii for Hawaiian for family. Yeah, you know, the the number one, the core, the core is the athletes. And athletes is a term that we use. It has nothing to do with professional, semi-professional. It has to do with goal setting. We find that anybody with a goal is an athlete. So our core, our center, our red would be our athletes, and from there, our athletes speak who we are. And it goes back to that early 90s commercial for Hair Club for Men. It's like, I'm not only the president, I'm also the client. <laughs> no pun intended to you, my friend. What I've got a full Saul, head of hair. My name, is, my name is Saul. What was his name? Yeah, but see, like, that's, who, that's who I am. That's, that's me to a, to a T is that guy right there. And so we've got our athletes. So that, that's our core. And then from our athletes, it, it's really about, okay, what what communities did they bring to us? And, and one is is like that that family and friends, those close people that have been affected. You know, these life-changing injuries, they don't just affect the individual. They also affect family and friends and communities that that person is a part of. So one of that arms that we are is, is we are an extension of the family and friends that were closest to that person that had a life-changing injury. And those people are so crucial to who we are because that helps resonate and talk about how High Fives provided a sense of relief in a time of need. After that, you know, it's really who they work with, um, from the healers to the instructors, to the, to the, to the coaches, to the athletes that, that serve to help progress someone through the recovery process, because now we're inspiring folks mm -hmm. that aren't actually having the injury, but they're seeing what the success of an injury can look like. And then after that, we've got two more pillars and those two pillars truly are, are our donors. Without the donors of the organization, we're not able to do what we're doing. And then the other is our partners, our partners from corporations to organizations to businesses that provide high fives with uh, equipment to marketing, to awareness, to so many different things. But those are truly the five pillars. But it all starts with that core, which is the athlete, family and friends, their, their mentors, their coaches, the donors. And then our partners, you put all those together and you make the Ohana. Yeah, it's a full shell. It's shells. It's not layers. It's shells. Because shells wrap around. Protect. Layers divide. <laughs> oh, I like that, Roy. I like the way you said that. That's really cool. Hey, what up? What's up, everybody? Hello. Hello. Hey, come say hi. Come say hi. Elena's got to pee. <laughs> Later, Elena. You've recently become a father, uh, you know, and we know just how that can change life. And you you said something in Chicago. You're like, this has changed everything. You're like, everything now is like about is about this. It's about this family. So this is a, a tough question. I get I ask a lot of people and it's always a tough question. But 
given the fact that you're impacting thousands and thousands of people's lives every year and you're making not only just like surface change, you're making life changing things happen, getting athletes back into the mountain, back on the snow, helping U.S. veterans really reframe their mindset and, and, and get back to the mountain. When this is all done, years and years from now, when they, when they lay you down, what do you want your legacy to be? I, I really just, um, my legacy is I just want to, like my legacy is I just want people to tell me how great my son is. Like that's, I think that's really what I will have as validation of someone, you know, I imagine my father you know, has people tell him, hey, your son's making a really positive impact. And I bet that gives him validation to say, hey, I did a really great job raising my son. I think the same thing comes forth with me is that, you know, as Gunner gets older, the validation from people saying, hey, like Gunner was really great doing this. It's just like, I think that's, that's all I really want is just to raise someone that, you know, has the validation that his father brought him up in a good way but that comes to by having a really great structure underneath him which which starts with his mom as well so I think you know he's he's pretty set up to be successful so for me I just think that you know having having that validation is probably all that I need <laughs> man is there anything you want folks to know that Today is International Women's Sports Day, and Elena is the president of the Women's Sports Foundation, and their motto today is stand up for equality. Elena today put on her leg braces, stood up, held the baby, and we took a picture together. So if she can stand up literally, you know, figuratively, I think it's so important for a nation for us to all look at, you know, let's stand up for equality. We're all equal. We all have a heart. We all have a brain. It doesn't matter what we look like on the outside. We're all made up of the same parts on the inside. We have talked about, um, you know, Coach Kerrigan. We've talked about your life kind of prior to starting uh, High Fives. We talked about like the structure, the Ohana, the shelled approach and vision of, of, of High Fives and, and your, your vision on kind of joining forces with like-minded organization. So there's a lot going on here. And, and I want to ask you to fill in this sentence. I want you to fill in the blank here, right? So Roy Tuscany thinks differently about Roy Tuscany thinks differently about inclusion. Tell me more about I just I just think that everything in life should be designed for inclusion. And um, if we could find more ways to be inclusive, we would create more change. Dear your brother, man. I dig it. Thank <laughs> you so much, Roy. Thank you so much. Uh, cheers to you. Hugs and hugs to everybody. Elena, Gunner, yeah. everybody, man. Um, uh, thank you so much for taking the time, Roy. Yeah, really brother. That's a great chat. My man. Chat soon. Take care, brother. Thank you so much. Bye. There it is, the story of the High Fives Foundation and Roy Tuscany. Please go ahead and give them a follow on Instagram. Uh, if you have the means, a donation to the High Fives Foundation would mean the world. They are truly doing tremendous work. As always, if you dig the podcast, please take a moment and subscribe, whether you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes. If you're on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel for Mark D. Hands. And as always, please continue to think differently.